Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Welcome, everybody, to the Doctor Matters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you are tuning in from an audio platform or you are watching here on YouTube, I appreciate you listening and watching this content when you could be watching and listening to so many other great things. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this or watch this content. I really do appreciate you and all the ones that listen and watch consistently. Thank you for coming to the channel and all that you do to support this channel and to support myself. So without belaboring our point today, let me get right into what I think that we should talk about. And there are a lot of things going on in our world right now, a lot of things that we could talk about, a lot of things that we could dissect that's going on in the world. But I don't want to do those things here on this episode of the podcast because I really want to drill down into some things that I believe Christian people, Christian men and women really need to listen to, hone in on, and some things that we desperately need to talk about. And if you have looked at the title of the episode today, the title of the episode is Secret Sins. Now, it may be a little longer than that, but we're ultimately going to be talking about secret sins. I fear that many of us have at one time or another, or some of you may be currently in the process of partaking in secret sins, sins that only you know about. And we're going to talk about that on this episode and what that looks like and and why that is not a great thing to be doing. First and foremost, any kind of sin, whether public or private, is not to be done. Sin against God is one of the things that we should be uh, trying not to do. We should be reading our Bibles, being obedient to the word. And in doing that, we'll find ourselves becoming sanctified, which means that we're which means that we're not going to be sinless, but we will sin less. But if we are partaking in habitual sin, we will ultimately stop that sanctification process. Uh, many people have asked, "Do we have a hand in our sanctification?" I would say yes, uh, and not to the point of us sanctifying ourselves. But we can stop our sanctification simply by quenching the spirit, living in a pattern of habitual sin, and therefore stopping our sanctification. So any type of sin is not a good thing because it keeps us from becoming holy. And that is uh, one of the God's wills. That is God's will for our life. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, and this is God's will, your sanctification to be made holy, to be conformed to the image of the Son. So any sin, public or private, is not a good thing. It is not doing the will of God. It is not sanctifying us. As a matter of fact, we are turning our backs on God and really submitting to the world and to uh, the father of this world, which is Satan, and the father of lies, that we're actually doing the things that he would have us do and not the things that God would have us do. But here for a few minutes, I want to talk specifically about secret sins, those sins that we think nobody sees, those sins that we think we're getting away with, those things that we're doing behind closed doors, that we're keeping covered from other people. And uh, I just want to briefly talk about that. Is And I want to 
look at really four different categories as it relates to our secret sin. Now, the very first thing I want to do to you is read Psalm chapter 19, verse 12, which says, Who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Now, I will confess and submit to you that sometimes we sin and we don't realize we're sinning. So that could be a hidden or secret sin, one that we may not even know about. So we need to be in prayer daily that God would uh, forgive us and expose those hidden sins and those things that we have done that we don't realize we're sin and seek repentance for those things. But I'm not talking about necessarily today those sins that we don't know our sins. I'm talking about those things that we know are sin, yet we are keeping them from others and trying to hide them in our own lives and trying to do behind closed doors. And I'm just going to tell you right off the bat is you're not hiding that sin from anybody. I will also tell you, and I'm telling you this from experience, I have uh, 39 years of sinfulness under my belt as I'm 39 years old, going to be 40 this year. But I can tell you, that your sin, as the Bible says, will find you out. So just right out of the gate here that nothing you're doing in secret is truly in secret. You may can hide it for a while, but it will eventually come out, especially if you're a believer. And if it doesn't come out uh, maybe to a, a, a grand scale audience, let me tell you something. I believe that it will be played back in front of everybody on Judgment Day. I believe all of your sin will be exposed. You will be right there vulnerable in, in front of many people. So your sin is not being hidden. And I, I believe it will be brought to the light in one way, shape, or form. And most times that sin will be exposed on this side of eternity. So I want to show you four things about secret sin and uh, really what secret sin equals to. First of all, the foolishness that is secret sin. It is foolish to sin, and it is doubly foolish, in my opinion, to sin in secret, knowing that you are sinning in secret and trying to hide your sin. This is one of the things that is absolutely foolish for us to think that we're going to get away with our sin. Our sin will be judged. Our sin will have consequences. Our sin will be brought to the light. So, if you are hiding it from people in your life right now, let me just go on and tell you, God sees everything. He knows everything you're doing. He knows every thought that you have. He knows your intentions behind everything that you do. He knows what you're doing behind closed doors. He knows what you're looking at on your computer. He knows who you're talking to. He knows everything that you're doing. And if you think you're hiding that sin from everyone in your life or the people in your life, the scariest thing about that is committing those sins, knowing that God is watching. And again, I tell you, this is years worth of sinning under my belt here. I, I feel like Paul, the chief of sinners, right? I tell you that often on this podcast. But that should be a scary thing for us to think that the God of this universe, our creator, is watching everything that we do, knowing everything that we do. That alone should cause us to tremble and to fear. But yet... We're foolish. So we continue to do foolish things and continue to do things that we know that God doesn't like or God is that actually God hates. So we continue to do these things 
not really thinking about the consequences, not thinking about the outcome. We're only thinking about in the moment. So you're not hiding your sin from anyone and you're foolish. And I say that with love in my heart to you because I have been told this by many people before. You're foolish if you think you're truly hiding your secret sin. You're not. It's not a secret. So to keep up this madness, it's 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 a frustrating game that you have to play because uh, from it flows other sins, lies, deception, manipulation. Many things happen as a result of you trying to hide sin and keeping it to yourself. You cannot do this and think you're getting away with it. It's simply foolishness. The second thing that I want to talk to you about when it comes to our secret sin or your secret sin is that it is miserable. It is not only foolish, it is miserable. You will be one of the most miserable human beings when you are hiding or think you are hiding sin. Why? If you're a Christian, that is not what you are called to do. You're called not to sin and to be holy. You're not called to sin and especially to hide it. And when you have to cover up sin that you are knowing full well is sin, then you're going to be a miserable person. And that's going to be uh, seen in the way you act, the way you speak, the kind of uh, things that go on in your life daily. You're just going to be miserable. I think of uh, we've all seen the old curmudgeons and uh, the older the older men that just uh, get old and grumpy. I think of the movie Grumpy Old Men, and they just are back and forth at one another all the time. But we'll be like a grumpy old man even in our younger age. And that is just the the truth of what goes on here is if you are hiding sin, participating in sin, and giving yourself to sin, you are going to be one of the most miserable human beings around. And if you have lived in a season of sin before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So secret sin is not only foolish, it's miserable. The third thing is the guilt of sin, the guilt of secret sin. You want to talk about being weighed down with guilt when you know you are doing wrong, when you know you are trying to hide and hide things and you know that other sin is flowing from your secret sin. Not only is there going to be miserableness there, there's going to be that guilt, that weight of knowing you're doing wrong the weight of knowing that you are grieving the Holy Spirit, the weight of knowing that not only you are doing God wrong and sinning against God, you are truly sinning against other people, whether that be your spouse, your your uh, your family, uh, your mom and dad, your aunts, uncles, your church. You are actually going to feel the weight of that guilt because your sin doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around you, and that is going to play out in the way that you Speak to them again, the miserableness that you're going to be there. People are going to pick up on that. People are going to discern your miserableness and know that something's going on. And when you're acting differently, they, they're going to just pick up on that and know that something's eating at you. And that is going to be the guilt that is weighing on you for knowing what you're doing is wrong. And then finally, not only do we have the foolishness, the miserableness, the guilt of secret sin, there is a danger in secret sins. The, this is dangerous. Why? Because any type of sin, you could find yourself in any kind of predicament that could ultimately cost you your life. You could um, 
put other people in danger. And you just think that your, your little corner of the world is safe, but really there is a danger in this stuff, not only physically, but there is a danger spiritually. Because if you are a true believer, you are in danger of leading people astray. You are in danger of just ruining your testimony. You are in, 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 in danger of the judgment of God and the consequences that will come from this sin in your life. So it is a very dangerous game, to say the least, when it comes to our sin, and especially your secret sin, if you are engaged in some sort of secret sin. So one of the quotes that I read, I was reading a um, Charles Spurgeon sermon recently, and when it came to sin, he, he quoted someone. He didn't say who it was. And uh, one of the things that we tend to do before I get into this quote is we kind of justify our sin. We kind of talk it away. We kind of make ourselves feel okay about our sin when really we shouldn't be able to justify our sin and feel good about it. Even if you justify your sin, you're going to feel foolish. You're going to feel miserable. You're going to feel guilty and you're going to feel the danger involved in these secret sins. Uh, so one of the things that we do is we try to make apologies for who we are. Well, well, that's just who I am or the devil made me do it or just so many things that we can say and do that are, really just trying to justify sin and we can't justify our sin. We can't make apologies for it. Uh, so Charles Spurgeon in this sermon quoted someone that says the heart is full of unclean birds. It is a cage of them. So I must tell you what kind of pops into my head when I read this. And even when I read it now is, is just like a cage full of ravens, right? These just big black nasty birds, which actually they're really pretty, but uh, they're really just kind of dark and, and eerie. And, and that's kind of how sin is, right? It looks good, but it'll come up, bite you, and, and it'll kill you if you're not careful. So I have this picture of the heart being full of just black ravens who are out to just get you, right? And then Spurgeon says to this, uh, somebody else comes along and says, ah, but you must not make that an apology, for a Christian's business is to wring their necks. And man, what a beautiful picture of how we should be responding to our sin. I believe you've heard it before. John Owen and others have said, kill your sin, mortify the flesh. And this is kind of the picture here. When I think of the heart is full of caged birds, a whole cage of unclean birds, we don't just let it sit there. We don't just say, well, this is who I am. This is my nature. This is just, you know, the devil inside of me making me do these things or tempting me to do these things. We, we don't say those things. We don't justify these things. But we say we must recognize that the heart, John, John Calvin said the heart is an idol factory, right? So many idols come from our hearts. So kind of in that same vein, we must take these things, take these birds that are sin and wring their necks. We must kill this sin. We must work diligently to not let this sin remain in our bodies. As a matter of fact, in the book of Romans, we see Paul say not to let sin reign in your mortal body. That means that word reign means don't let it become a king. Don't let sin become a king in your bodies or reign supreme in your life. We, we know that Christ is king. Therefore, we can't let sin reign in our mortal bodies. We must kill it. 
We must wring the neck of sin and remove it from our lives. And we must think about the foolishness of our secret sin, the miserableness of our secret sin, the guilt that we are weighed down with because of our secret sin and the danger of our secret sin. And we must take our sin seriously. We must not justify it, make apologies for it. We must not tolerate it one bit. Why? Because God will not and does not tolerate our sin. As a matter of fact, it's because of sin that God crushed his son. It's because of sin that Christ will return, separate the sheep from the goats, the unbelievers from the believers, and the believers will inherit eternal life, and the unbelievers will be sent off into judgment forever because of their sin. Sin must be judged, and it will be judged, because our God is a just God. And there is no room for darkness in the light. The light exposes the darkness. The darkness can't stay around. There can't be any darkness when it comes to the things of God. So God does not tolerate our sin, and he does definitely does not tolerate our secret sins. So we must be very diligent in killing our sin and very diligent in getting rid of our secret sin. And to do that, we must confess our sin. Now, first of all, we have to acknowledge that there is this sin in our life. We can't just keep ignoring it. We can't just keep making excuses for it. We have to kill it. But to do that, we have to acknowledge it. And then we must confess it to God. And that's what I want to get into on our next episode when we talk about uh, confessing and doing all of those things that is necessary for repentance. And there are going to be some other ways that we see in the scriptures that people confess, I am a sinner, I have sinned, but many times they don't really mean it. It's their circumstances that lead them to say these things. So I can think really quickly as we're winding down this episode, and I want you to stay tuned uh, for the next episode that's going to come out in the next few days about the confessing confessing of our sins. Um, but we tend to be people who want to confess our sin if we get caught in our sin, right? We want to confess our sin when we get caught. And we're going to take a look at that, is when we confess our sin and the things that are going on in our lives when we do that. So first things first, I want you to recognize any sin in your life. If you don't know if there's any secret sin in your life, then pray this prayer in Psalm 19:12. Declare me innocent from hidden faults. So you can pray that God would expose those hidden sins that are in your life and, and let you see those hidden sins and remind you of those hidden sins. So then you can confess those sins to God and then uh, get rid of them, kill them, take those sins away from who you are and from your life. So that's going to be the next episode when we look into the confessing part. But first, first things first, start that prayer of God exposing your sin to you. And if you know you're in secret sin, kill it, stop it, do whatever you can, do whatever you have to. It's not worth it. As someone that's lived in secret sin before, it almost ruined my marriage early on. It's almost ruined my marriage uh, even during our marriage because of secret sin and things that I thought only were going to bother me or that it was just hurting me or it was just my little secret sin and nobody else's when in reality I found out firsthand that it can and will hurt others 
around you because, listen to me carefully, your sin will be exposed. And that is one thing that you must keep in your mind is it's coming out. So confess that sin, get rid of that sin, and get right with God and live according to the Word of God and by His standards and not your own. And again, be working on that. Be killing that sin. Be confessing that sin. And then we're going to be talking about more confession on the next episode. So I hope that this has been informative for you. I hope this has been convicting for you because our goal is to strengthen your faith here and to see you live a God-glorifying, Christ-exalting life and not be given to sin, not be given to the things of the world, but live for the glory of God alone. So with that being said, thank you again for listening. I hope this has been challenging. I look forward to talking to you about the confessing part of this sin in a couple of days. And until then, enjoy your day, enjoy your week, and God bless.